Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, and wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Diana Zhang. She is the executive director of Full Circle, a nonprofit organization that stimulates community engagement and economic development through the attraction and retention of young talent. Welcome, Diana. Thank you, Mish. It's so great being here. <laughs> I'm so excited. I mean, I, I, I only met you a week ago, I literally. Know. I know. And I was so, I absolutely love and adore what you're doing. So tell me how this all began, where it started, and, and your mission, your vision. Tell me. Yeah. So I'm not from here. I was born in China, and then we moved around all over the United States from Chicago to New York and outside New Jersey, and then up now in Massachusetts where my family's at. And coming to school for college in St. Louis was a decision that I remember I distinctly made as this is the first move I'm making for myself. Right. Um, but the first three years of college here, I didn't get to know St. Louis. I felt like... I was just do, busy being on campus, and right. that's understandable. Sure. Um, but I, I really wanted to know where am I living, studying, being, becoming my own person? And I didn't feel like there was that channel. So I was looking for it. And actually, when I graduated, I had a great internship leading up to my senior year that completely changed my mind in terms of I'm, I was planning on going back to the East Coast. And I ended up staying here because I finally felt like I was really getting to experience St. Louis for what it is. And when I graduated, I met up with four other people who all graduated from local colleges. And we go to networking events. Right. And you see the only other 22, 25-year-old <laughs> soul in the crowd. You naturally reach out to them. Hey, uh, you're my age. Right? Come talk to me. <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh, my person. Um, and that's actually how I met another co-founder of Full Circle, Tyler Sondag. And it was really because he was someone who was in his 20s. And I immediately wanted to get to know him. And we met that summer and slowly had been keeping in touch within the next year or so. And learning that this wasn't a problem that I just felt. This wasn't a need that I just felt. He felt the same way in terms of wanting to introduce other young people to St. Louis because we're so siloed sometimes on our campuses. Right. And that's really how the whole team came together in a sense. We just felt like we finally found such a beautiful soul in this city that during school, you know, sometimes you just don't have that direct channel. Right. So how can we bring people into the city, show them all of the opportunities here from work to people and do it in a way by introducing them to people through the city and in the city? Because that's how you get to know a place. Well, yeah. And it's, a, and it's so interesting to me because you think about a college campus, it pretty much is insulated from the rest of the world. I mean, the college yeah. campus is its place and you can find everything you need there. That's where you eat. That's where you mm -hmm. hang out. Your entire social circle yeah. is there. And so then to be in this place and then think, oh, there's this whole other city out there. Mm -hmm. We go explore a bit, but how do you actually make connections with the people in the community? I mean, you have connections with professors and what have you, but I think that this, I mean, this is such an amazing idea uh, because if you're really truly as a city, you want to build your global community. And, you know, St. Louis has got some amazing mm -hmm. universities, right? Yeah. So we get all these amazing people coming in 
the smart people that are going to do amazing things in this world. They come in, and then we're like, oh, bye. Glad to see you for <laughs> four to eight years. See you later. Good luck out to your next right. place, you know. I, I love the fact that you are onboarding these mm-hmm. students. So how do, you, how do you find these students? How do you find them? Yeah. Yeah, how do you find them? Like, how do you let them know you're here, and this is what this is all about? Yeah, so early on, we started our Campus Ambassador Program. And it was because we knew at the core— we, even as a group of five in our 20s, we're not going to really understand the students like the students understand right. them. And right. also, like, they're a part of our team. It's not us trying to go out to them saying, you should go to these events, you should meet these people. It's really, what do you want to be doing in college? Who do you want to be meeting? And I think, it, well, the average, actually, of students changing majors, it's like two to three times during four years. Sure. So, and I felt this way. I think a lot of people have felt this way, researchers, but also just stories when you talk to your friends of, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. Right. And you go to college thinking that you're going to figure that out, that you, at the end of four years, you're going to know who you want to be when you grow up. And for many of us, that story and that question, that journey continues for your whole entire life, which I think is really- It does. Yeah. I'm in my 50s. I can tell you it does. (laughs) And I think that's really beautiful. But I think the way to really open that up is you meet someone who is inspiring to you and they're doing something and they're kind of your role model or they're the essence of what you think you could be doing with your life. And to only relegate, I think, students to a college campus or I think some schools do a great job in terms of bringing in speakers, but how do we create relationships with people? The reason why I stayed is because I, my boss, I developed a relationship, like a best friend relationship with my boss and mentor where he would take me to like pastry shops and we go to cafes and tell me about all of the things happening in the city but also we had very deep conversations on I told him I remember our first conversation of I don't know what my dream job is and he said to me that's exactly right. Your dream job should be changing throughout your whole entire life. Right. When you're experiencing different things and different opportunities come up and you, you know, feel feel like something else is important that you want to go in and dive into. And I think having those relationships with people is really important, especially for students when they think the way to figure it out is through a class or through your major. That is exactly what I was thinking because yeah. I was thinking, I mean, it's one thing to take classes in a subject, but you don't know what that looks like mm-hmm. at a place of business, mm-hmm. you know, or you, you know what it looks like on TV and or a movie, and that may not be exactly where. That's <laughs> <laughs> not the reality. Like, Gee, it looked really cool in that movie I saw. Yeah, you know, but um, and so as part of this, then these college students also get to meet people who are doing that mm-hmm. sort of career, so you understand what does that look like in my daily life. Absolutely, yeah. So we have a program that I've told you a little bit about. It's called Beef and a Toast. Uh-huh. And it's about discussing your beef with St. Louis and toasting to being a part of the solution. And we really wanted to start this because you hear all of the media about St. Louis. And a lot of that is valid. But I think for students you or for young people, especially not just students, but what about giving them an opportunity to address those issues and say, yes, this is the city that you live in. How can you make it 
better. And right. I think, you know, on the media's part, how can they actually highlight the communities that are doing really tough work in terms of getting out there and making the solution better? So for us, Beef and Otos is in a way to introduce students to their community through either social entrepreneurs or nonprofits or city leaders. And one of our summer interns actually, she was interested in education reform and policy and came to a Beef and a Toast. And we had the director of the charter schools with us. Um, and it was a powerful conversation about actually the city-county divide. Right. And our intern reached out to the director and said, hey, I would love to get coffee. Um, we just had this really intense conversation for an hour with a room full of strangers. And I think that immediately creates a certain bond when you're talking right. about something vulnerable. They got coffee for two to three hours and now she's on their board. Oh my and gosh. The board, what a success story. Yeah, and the board is five people and she's on it. But she she felt like she finally you know, learned something about the city that she's been in for three years and got connected through a conversation that was meant to be honest and a little bit, I think, um, charged in a sense. You're talking about things right. that people disagree on, right. but it's meant to open you up to that. Well, and good for that board for seeing, yeah, exactly. you know, I love it. Me too. Well, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back with Diana Zing. Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and I'm the owner of 100th Monkey Media. 100th Monkey Media specializes in affordable and very effective social media solutions for the small to medium-sized business. Our goal is to create a social media presence that shows off who you are, what you do, and delivers brand loyalty and raving fans. Contact us today to learn what 100th Monkey Media can do for you. 636-789-1776 or visit 100thmm.com. That's 636-789-1776 or 100thmm.com. And we're back with Diana. So, okay, so you come here, you mm-hmm. start this whole thing. What What is your vision? What do you see happening with all of this? Mm-hmm. I think the need for understanding, A, what you want to be when you grow up, and also see building that community in order to really open up opportunities, you know, in the work life, but right. also in your personal life and right. as a support community. That is felt throughout the world. It is not just a St. Louis issue. Of course, we would our main mission and one of our near and dear, you know, motivations for doing this is because we believe in St. Louis and we want the city to be energized with new energy and become a global city. But I think this need, the more we're working on this, is everywhere. So I would love to be able to help people just meet those gaps um, and close those gaps and create a community, especially when you're young and you feel like you're floundering a little bit. I think we release these young, talented individuals who have so much potential into the world. And the saying is like, all right, well, good luck. Hope you don't fall. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, so why do we do that? Why do we do that when there's so many issues and problems and opportunities to be tackled? And we have every single moment, there are these really talented individuals who want to have some type of purpose. Right. And we just say, good luck. You'll figure it out in the next decade. It's so true, And that's though. it. <laughs> it's so true. So, you know, when I went to school and then, like, you know, okay, here I am, I graduated. And I, I literally was like, now what? Mm-hmm. I seriously had no idea. And, you know, so so there are some 
families that are really connected and they, you know, okay, here you go and you go and you're going to go work for so-and-so and what have you. But if you don't come from this family that's all connected mm-hmm. and knows who can take you on for that, mm-hmm. you're really just sort of left to your own devices and you're trying to figure out, well, I've got these degrees. Now, what do I do with them? Absolutely. Where do I even go start working, you know? Right. And and it can look like, so here I am with, you know, marketing, right? Which mm-hmm. is, could go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I used to kind of think I should have gone into accounting or something. <laughs> I know. At least I know what I should go do after. You right. know? <laughs> but yeah, I'm kind of like the creative space, and the, you know, and I love. I think that it is. It's such a necessary. Um, what what I like your word onboarding. How do I onboard these students to to their career? And really, mm-hmm. you can start while you're in school. Absolutely. That's the ideal place, right? Because while you're in school, you can get to know community leaders. You can get to know people that are in that space you're interested in. Mm-hmm. And you can ask them questions and find out, does this make sense for me to go into? I mean, you know, when I was a tiny little girl, I thought I wanted to be an astronomer, but I wanted to just sit around and look at stars. When yeah. I found out I had to do math, <laughs> that was not going to work for me. No longer. <laughs> like, oh, the practical part of this is no for me, you know? And so— um, so I think that it's so valuable what you are bringing not only to these students, but also to the university. You're helping the universities, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think for universities, it's it's really about how do we give our students the best education, the most opportunities. And I think to your point, you know, you're, you may not be a student who, if you're very well connected, we don't tend to see those students as the ones who really come to us. And that's actually very understandable. I'm the first one in my family to go to school in the U.S., mm-hmm. and I don't have a network here. So, of course, I would love to get to meet people and build relationships and build a network because I don't have a community already set for me. And for us, we really see this as creating equity among opportunities for students of how when you, if you don't have a network and you have to really make it out on your own, well, the truth is no one actually builds anything on their own. Right. You completely rely on other people who are amazing support networks and also just point you into different directions that you never knew existed. So a lot of the students who come to us are first generation or okay. they don't have a network in St. Louis at all or they're looking to really go into a direction that their family has no experience in and can't really help guide them. And, you know, research also goes to show family support is a huge indicator of success in education and school system. Well, if your family doesn't really know how to support you, right? how do you go about doing that? And I think that's a natural fit for where we see a lot of the students who come to us as those who don't have a network and would love to build their own, and we want to be there for them. Well, and even know where to go. I mean, even when I started my business, I had no idea, not one clue, that there were all these different networking groups out mm-hmm. there. But I went to, the, and, and all you got to do is go to one. You go to one, and next thing you know, you're invited to another, and another, and another. But if you don't even know they exist, then, right? Right. You know, and so you're you're basically onboarding these people, not only for that city, but also to network. Yeah. And um, and you you in and of yourself are a networking group, mm-hmm. but then you're also teaching them of other opportunities out there, correct? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. We always say we want students to come in through our programming, but Full Circle should never be their end point. They, we want to be able to introduce them to other organizations, other causes, other opportunities that really excite them. Right. And then they don't have to come back to our programs. Every year we actually get a whole brand new cohort simply because freshmen are always coming through the doors. Right. And if you're able to meet 
an organization meet someone who you really connect with and they are going to, you know, take you under their wing, that's exactly what we're looking for and looking to help build. Um, we don't need a we don't need to be there with you all along the way. We just want to be a gateway for and students. Just, well, and to show you the opportunities and what's yeah. available. Yeah. So the the campus ambassador, mm-hmm. um, do you have one per, or are there several campus ambassadors, or what do they? How do they get the word out? Yeah. So this is our first time starting the program. Right. Um, so we have about one to two per campus on average, um, and their job is really to be a part of our team and to not only give feedback on our program and events, but also spread it through word of mouth, PR, and social media. Gotcha. So we help them with those channels. But we're actually next Monday having the Campus Ambassador kickoff at my house. Oh, fun. And it's called the Meet and Greet and Eat because I'm going to be making dinner for everyone. And I'm want, you know, and i like, we're a family. They are a part of our team. They are going to be the ones who really say, you know, I'm really interested in this. Or my school can't make it to that event because of this. Right. And they offer insights that we just wouldn't know when we're with up to six or seven different campuses around the city. Sure. So they're so great and so excited. And a lot of the times they make us so much more excited. <laughs> um, and we actually just had an incoming freshman from Connecticut. Hasn't set foot in St. Louis yet for school. Reach out to us through our contact information and said, hey, I'd love to be a campus ambassador. I'm oh, coming to school in St. Great. Louis in the fall. And I'm like, wow, okay, let's meet your first week in, when you're here. Um, so it's really exciting because I think this is something that students just naturally feel the need for and excited for in terms of exploring a city and all the opportunities. We haven't really had a shortage of excitement there. So Oh, I can't imagine you would. Yeah, it's been powering us, I think, on the, you know, as a startup nonprofit, you have ups and downs. But on the downs, I just read an email like that and I'm like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I will keep <laughs> <Right>. going. <laughs> Charge forward. <laughs> yeah. So oh my gosh, great. I love it so much. <laughs> well, we're going to take a quick break and we will be back with Diana in just a moment. This is Mickey Hancock. Now's a good time to get a snack. My mom's going to do another commercial. If you're looking for an agency to help you with creating and publishing engaging content, launching campaigns, or reputation management, 100th Monkey Media is the social media agency for you. Make your business successful with its social media and get a real return from your investment. 100th Monkey Media is far more affordable than you may think, and we make it easy and impactful. Learn how 100th Monkey Media can help you on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, and more. Contact us at 636-789-1776 or visit 100thmm.com. That's 636-789-1776 or visit 100thmm.com. All right, we're back with Diana, and this is question time. Yay! Yay, questions! <laughs> Hit me. <laughs> um, you know, and you get to take free license with all of this, but I totally think you'll have fun with this because my first one is, all right, as an, a person who came into St. Louis, tell us our weird stuff. <laughs> what, what is the weird St. Louis stuff? What do you go, really, folks? What you doing there? Or what's just anything weird yeah. about us? <laughs> so the Provel cheese, <laughs> I know that's such a, like, you know, St. Louis thing I'm it sure is. so many people say, but 
Yeah, you know, that was one of those things that I couldn't get over. And it was one of those, like, everyone talked about it. I'm like, no, it's not that actually that big of a deal. And I tried it. I'm like, I don't get this. I really don't get this. <laughs> I'm glad you guys what like your happening? cheese. It's not happening yeah, for me. That, that is weird. hilarious. Yeah, I love that. And I'm actually lactose intolerant. So I tried it out of, like, you know, I'm, I'm not I even supposed to be eating out. cheese. Right, and I thought I was missing out. And I tried it. I'm like, okay. This, yeah, no. <laughs> Glad, oh, that's so funny. Yeah. I love that. But actually, I've had other people say that before. I haven't heard that one in a while. Really? But it is true because Emo's Pizza, I think they use that's the Provel the cheese, yeah. you know, which that's another one. Like people like that little flat pizza. You guys are really into that. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, we just totally dig it. So. Yeah. And I know it's one of those answers where I'm like, well, I know people say this all the time, but actually it really hit me as like, I don't, I don't know. We don't understand why they like it so much. Yeah. I'm like, but <laughs> you people need to, to get you. out more. There's right. a lot of cheese in this world. Right. Oh, oh, that's you like hilarious. it, you love it. That's all I good. I love it. Um, is there something you felt that just sold you on St. Louis? I mean, something that, what was it that you said, I'm not going back? Yeah, so I went on a walking tour, a historical walking tour really? of Cherokee Street. Oh. And we started at the Lent Brewery. And this was actually... During that summer internship, I was with the Scandalaire Center, and they had programmed this. And we walked with a guide through the red bricks, and we talked to local business owners, and it just felt like home. That uh, day cemented it for me. Really? Yeah, it was. On it was Cherokee, which is such an interesting area. It was, and I was walking down red bricks and meeting people. And I realized it was the people. I've walked on Cherokee Street before. It wasn't like it was my first time there. But getting to walk into stores and meeting the owners and hearing why they chose that particular place, that street, this city to be in. Oh, how cool. That changed my whole entire perspective. And I remember that day was the day I decided, all right, this is home. This totally makes me want to do this tour. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I love Cherokee Street, but I've never been on the tour. Yeah, so we actually, upcoming in the fall, are... Pot partnering for a new program actually to change up our city track and it will be a walking historical tour slash scavenger hunt event. Oh, cool. And a lot of that is because for students, job opportunities are great, but the fun part of hearing about the city is also just so exciting. So yeah, that that was the day that sold me on St. Louis. So somebody came in, into St. Louis for the first time mm-hmm. and you're going to take them on the Cherokee Street mm-hmm. tour, obviously. Yep. But what else would you say you have to do or have to see or have to eat or have to like what's the other what's the St. Louis have to so my thing is always I and I'm doing this when my parents come in this October have they ever been here they have they have yeah they have they've been here twice once to drop me off and once when I graduated okay (laughs) but now we're really gonna do something yeah okay gotcha Um, so those are very brief um but I would say go to Lona's Little Eats and I get the five-star platter. Hey, wait, I don't know this place. Oh, you don't? No. It's in Fox Park. Lona's? Yeah, Lona's Little Eats. And it's, yeah, it's so amazing. It's amazing. It's everything. Tell me what you eat. It's, I get the five-star platter and it tastes like my mom's home cooking. Really? Which is why I go there once a week. <laughs> oh, my and, gosh. Yeah, and it's, it's just wonderful. And Lona's wonderful. And her husband, Pierce, is great. And they... They are just a wonderful, amazing, just small business, I think, is the epitome for me of what makes St. Louis so great. 
And after I go to Lona's, almost 99% of the time afterwards, I go to Lafayette Square and I go to Clementine's. Okay, gotcha. I break my, you know, I can't eat dairy, I'm lactose intolerant (laughs) rule, and I get two scoops of Clementine's because it's just the best and we walk around. Um, And I think things like that where you can go into a place and get to know the owners really well and, you know— hear about what they're doing for their business or where they're expanding or why they even started. Yeah. That's stuff I love. Um, I just feel so much more connected to the city when that happens. So those are two things that if anyone who's coming here for the first time, I would take them immediately to. And I think just even driving around and seeing all the different neighborhoods, you just, you don't know where it might feel like home here because there's so many beautiful neighborhoods that are so different. It's very, yeah, we do have a lot of different yeah. neighborhoods. What neighborhood did you choose to live in? So we live in University City. Oh, gosh. Yeah. This, see, that's such a diverse place. Yeah. That's wonderful. There. And I love it. And part of it is because I'm actually not a city girl, which is shocking. <laughs> like, why am I in a city? And here I am living in the city. Right, right. And I, I work downtown. Um but I'm not a city girl. I remember I almost went to college in New York City and chose not to because I wanted something a little bit, I think, more greenery. Okay. <laughs> I really I love gotcha. I love being outdoors and I love hiking and paddle boarding and all that. So I'm not actually a city girl at heart. But University City, I mean, the beautiful tree-lined streets, the I think just feeling like I'm more outdoors. And then getting my city fixed whenever I'm working downtown right. gives me a perfect balance of the two. And then I always say that to people, you're not a city girl, but you want people to stay in the city. I'm like, I love the city. <laughs> See, and I'm a city girl and I ended up moving out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> so I shouldn't funny? say that, but it feels like that. I mean, the drive is quite the drive to get to Hillsboro. But it's it's but again, it's I mean, it's it's wonderful. And I love that I can just drive into the city anytime I want, yeah. be a part of that world, but also have the Kind of quiet, mm-hmm. laid back, you know, sort of deal. So Yeah, me too. That's so cool. Okay, I got to ask you this. As a non-St. Louis, and have you had gooey butter cake? I have. I love it. Isn't that <laughs> oh my the gosh, best I thing on it. earth? I love it. I remember the first time I had it was freshman year. And my gooey butter cake. Like, doesn't sound good. Like You're like, wow, this does not sound like something yeah, I want to eat right now. It sounds like a caricature. Like gooey <laughs> butter cake. So I remember trying it, and I loved it. And... I still love it. So oh, it is truly one of my most. I mean, when, yeah. it, that was the cake when my my daughter Mickey always. That's what she wanted for her birthday. Was really, gooey butter cake. Yeah, you know, and it's one of the easiest things on earth. And it was a mistake. Did you know that? I did that's know the story. That. Yeah, it's like the the baker made a mistake. I'm like, good mistake. Yeah, <laughs> I know, and I love it. And another thing that I had for the first time when I moved here, most people wouldn't guess, is gyro. Oh, so gyro meat, and I love gyros, like lamb gyros. But I never had it since coming to St. Louis. Really? Yeah. And I have had now have had it elsewhere. And I still think we have some of the best euros. Yeah. Well, I did not know that. Yeah. So do we better <laughs> yeah, yes. you knew. <laughs> yeah. So it's been great. So how do people find you? How do people find out about you? Mm-hmm. Um, so we're on social media. We're online, fullcirclehq.org. Okay. Um, and I think a lot of the interactions that we've had so far is really word of mouth. Um, someone finds out about us and they're so excited that they just tell a lot of people who end up telling a lot of people. That's how I felt. Yeah. And I think it's 
you know, Angela introduced us because she came to a beef and a toast event and she just got so excited. She emailed me the next day and said, I told my family about Full Circle and what you guys are doing. So for us, it's really making sure that we create quality programming and an experience for people because that's how you build relationships. And if that's really felt at the core, then the word of mouth is spreading. But this upcoming school year is really when we're doing more of a marketing push, um, a concerted effort with both our campus ambassadors, but also with a PR strategy and everything because we've been piloting for six months. Right. So now we're saying, okay, we know kind of what works, kind of what doesn't, and we're ready to make more of a formal effort into letting people know who we are. But up until now, it's really just been trying out here and there and people get excited and then they tell people so well it's an amazing thing and diana thank you for bringing that to st louis (laughs) it it is a definite necessity i love that you're doing this i think you you saw the need and you're making it happen and we thank you for that thanks mish (laughs) and you have been listening to mishmash and please i want you all to go to itunes and you can subscribe to us and then every time we have an amazing person on you get to listen so it's mishmash m-i-c-h-m-a-s-h i will see you all later